Hello, and welcome back to the Gen Z Manifesto, the real-life, in-depth excerpts of our DMs. My name is Pradnia. And I'm Sanjana, and this is part two of our answering questions on the cuff, so the real, real-life excerpts of our DMs. This is genuinely what one of our DM conversations would be like. So if you haven't listened to part one already, go ahead. That was last month. So we're now in June. Well, we're recording this in May, but it will be June when it comes out. And we asked our Instagram followers what their favorite debate and discussion topics were. And we haven't seen these beforehand. We're just going to answer them on the fly in the moment and see where it takes us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for our first question, an item of clothing you hate. Ooh. I actually really love fashion in general. Like, I don't think... I No, I, that's a lie. Cow print. Oh. Oh. Mm, gonna have to disagree with you there. I think no. it's fun. I think it's quirky. I love no. it. No, I, I think society's conditioned you to think it's quirky, but it's actually just ugly. Like, objectively ugly. It is not. Okay, listen. To listen. all those people that put up cow print on their like walls in that one phase of TikTok, okay, I sincerely no. apologise, but I think it looks <laughs> awful. Not on walls, but like, maybe this is just one of those things where it's like when you see a picture and you, you think, ah, is that an outfit or are they just attractive? You know? Oh one my of those God, that's, that is so true. No, yeah. no, actually, no. No, I stand by it. One time, me and my friends had like year 10 or 11 um we were in like top shop messing around um and we found this cow print jumpsuit put it on served looks we literally looked like cows but anyways um because <laughs> you were joking, joking. <laughs> wow okay sorry okay. you literally you set that joke up for me i just had to <laughs> no i made the joke before you get anyway, original anyway whatever um, but i Interest the interest. I don't know how we make everything sort of like deep, but you raised a really good point about the whole are they just attractive or is it actually a look? Because I feel like it's so easy for us to think that things because you know how like you look back on your old self, like for example, when we look at sort of 2000s fashion, I know it's coming back now, but back when we hated it and we saw you know, like people that wore like three vests or whatever, mm -hmm. people wore spears and go, <laughs> yeah, like like everyone saw like Hillary Duff or yeah like Britney Spears was the main one but even like Hilary Duff or whatever and we would we thought it was so cool back then but it's just because she looked good doing it and I'm not saying that she looked better than everyone else but we were told that she looked better than everyone else and we were trying to be her but then it failed on us because we weren't conventionally attractive anyway just mm -hmm, let's just mm -hmm. leave that speak there speak on it speak on it <laughs> um we will go into a whole episode about that very much I think one of our first conversations that we had was like Cultural hegemony in terms of beauty trends yeah. and fashion and but we're not gonna go into that right now. Um do you wanna stay say... tuned? Because I'm sure it will come. It will come. <laughs> it will come. So this is kind of two questions, but I'm gonna roll them into one. So there's should we go to space and is researching for the sake of new knowledge that's not necessarily quote unquote useful, is it worth it? Ah. Uh, you know what's funny? My sister had a homework assignment that was like, should we bother sending people into space considering that there are so many people who are like starving and suffering and in need? Um, Sorry, this was a primary school assignment? It wasn't in those words exactly. It was like, should we send people into space 
Uh, no, it was just, should we send people into space? Oh, right. And then That's like I was a degree like, level question, I'm not going to lie. I feel like <laughs> PPE could definitely bring that one up. <laughs> she asked me to help her with my homework and I spun it to make it that question. Oh, okay. But still, <laughs> that's a hard, it is a hard question. Anyway, um, um, what do you think? So, okay, I'm kind of conflicted. I feel like knowledge for knowledge's sake is something that is so imperative in terms of like, by saying that if it's not useful, don't pursue it. It's just like something that's so capitalistic, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that is not what knowledge is for. There is always, I was going to say there's always use to knowledge. And whilst that's true, that shouldn't necessarily be the primary reason or like defense, you know. I think we like the language to answer this question in terms of, because I think what you're trying to get at is when you say use, Okay, I'm going to link this back to philosophy A-level quick because that's kind of taking over my life at the moment. But <laughs> Aristotle's ethics, where he basically says we need to achieve eudaimonia, which means human flourishing. And I think that knowledge contributes to human flourishing because we all have inherent curiosity, some more than others, of course. But if we live in a society in which we aren't able to fulfill that curiosity, then yes, maybe everyone will have basic human rights, which is obviously what we need and not what we're achieving right now. But I don't think the answer to getting basic human rights for everyone is sacrificing knowledge because knowledge will then satisfy... I think knowledge is art in the same sense of art satisfies that thing in us that wants for, you know, like expressing emotions or just like feeling. And I think in the same way, knowledge satisfies that aspect of curiosity in us that I don't think you can sacrifice for anything because I think it's such an intrinsic and important part of life. Mm -hmm. Can't have a society without art, even though art doesn't have the use in terms of directly contributing to the economy or whatever. But actually, no, argue, okay, it does. But in, um, you know what I mean? Art, people think that art is useless. It's the first thing that the government throws cuts at because it's not useful in the way science is for progression or whatever. But you couldn't have, you couldn't have a society without it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that, not to get like super pretentious, but in English, we're studying this poem called Ode to a Grecian Urn by John Keats. And in it, one of his most famous lines of poetry is uh, this line. Beauty is truth, truth beauty, that is all ye know and all ye need to know. In terms of beauty is truth, I think art and knowledge reveals so much about society that we may not understand right now but is so important but on the other side um which is why i'm conflicted is that it's about opportunity costs as well it costs god knows how much like probably millions to send a person out into space whilst there are there are different like causes that that money could go to where it could be more efficiently managed in the way that if you had X amount of money, you could gain a lot more like utility and benefit from using it in one way than um, perhaps just like sending someone out into space, you know? Yeah, I know. But then I think it's something I'd, I'd need to do more research on because space is also an industry in itself. Like it's low-key an entertainment industry in itself you know <laughs> yeah. like nasa branded this and that and you have like the space launches are watched by so many people and obviously elon musk is thriving right now as a little space company mm. so um 
I don't know. I think it's something that I definitely have to look into the numbers maybe a bit more. But I don't think I don't know if you can fully reduce it to the numbers because if I'm talking about knowledge and curiosity and all that, I think space is such an it's such a big part because philosophers from this beginning of time have tried to figure out why are we here and what's up there. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like. I feel like if the extent of suffering in this world wasn't as great as it was today, then I would perhaps be a little bit more sympathetic. But then but then I would say also maybe my energy is being misdirected. Like maybe this is a conversation to be had about like truly frivolous endeavours um, rather than like something that does bring value and utility in 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 some sort of way you know um and obviously the quest for knowledge is something that as you say humans have been doing since the beginning of time we shouldn't give up on that but yeah it is a trade-off and i think that maybe in the way that how the government deprioritizes these sorts of endeavors anyway and the pursuit of knowledge anyway maybe maybe further criticism on that isn't needed right now Mm, i think it's hard because um if you looked at it strictly economically you probably would come to the conclusion that there is no point in doing it but then if you look at it strictly philosophically you'd look at you'd it's kind of sort of like our brains clashing do you know what i mean (laughs) yeah 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 so Um, it's that hard intersection of what do you sacrifice like you said what's the trade-off so i think i hate doing this but we're gonna have to be classic philosophers and say that there isn't really an answer (laughs) yeah that's a really interesting question. God, it's I like a really that. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really one. It's a really good one, I said. <laughs> oh, okay. Cut out. Maybe you didn't pick up. Said... <laughs> it's a really one. And then you said that completely straight. I was like, oh, are we just not going to mention it? Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. Anyway, next question. <laughs> next. Is that like that? It's like that TikTok. Uh, next question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, my question. You! That's what I had. <laughs> Whether the education system is capitalist propaganda. Yes. Have you seen the curriculum? <laughs> Have you seen the history curriculum in particular? The history curriculum. No, because let's talk about it. Um, Why is history taught like that? Why, why is, is history a- like the empire was the greatest times Britain ever <laughs> On the one hand, genocide, but railways. (laughs) (laughs) And the way that we genuinely debated that, like, what can you actually say? A significant massacre that you have been taught during that entire topic on colonialism and the British Empire. And similarly with the war, were you taught about how many um, Indians or just general, like, Asian people fought? Or were forced to fight, even. Forced to fight, yes, no, absolutely. All mm-hmm. you're taught about is that the soldiers were so removed from the cause, but there were Asian soldiers who were even further removed because it wasn't even their bloody country that they were fighting for. They were fighting for the people that colonised them. Oh, my God, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way that you only get to know of Churchill's problematic and racist past um, in, like, A-level history... The word like, racist doesn't even come up in lower school education. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's only that one PSHE lesson that's like, have you seen the Disney Channel film, The Colour of Friendship? No, I haven't. 
don't. But anyway, it tries to abolish racism. And it's literally that type B of like, you have that one PSHE lesson. But obviously, um, obviously the question was capitalism. But I think racism and capitalism were so intrinsically linked, especially with um, the empire that you can't yeah. mention one without the others. That's why we're going into this. And listen, the, the other option that we're presenting is not make everyone a leftist. We're just saying... Oh, no, absolutely. That the education system should present you with all of the facts and as many differing perspectives as possible so that you have all the information laid out in front of you before you take a side. I think, like, in A-level, for example... You're encouraged to um, view a topic through a feminist lens, through a Marxist lens, through a this lens, through a that lens. That's all we're saying should happen a little bit more. Encourage a little... In fact, free speech. You know, if you are directing a class of children towards a specific... Or not even... Yeah, no... Yeah, it is directing. Because when you're purposely not teaching certain horrors of colonialism then you are painting a certain narrative about your role your as in the english role in history um and that is one that is presented more positively than it should be and i think they yeah you're completely right and i think they also use the excuse of like oh they're too young to learn about it and then well my comeback to that would be then don't teach it to them until they're ready it's mm-hmm. as simple as that but one thing i will say like this is the one thing that I can appreciate about the British education system is that, or I don't know if this is in the curriculum, but in geography, GCSE, we learned about how the only reason sort of like England and Britain and other developed countries are developed is because they were able to sort of capitalize upon the industrial revolution. And then we now go and blame third world countries for climate change because they're trying to go on the same path of development that we are but we're now condemning them for it instead of owning our responsibility and that's one thing that I do really appreciate that I was taught but that's such a sort of like tip of the iceberg kind of like drop in a lake bit of education so I think overall yes it is because we live in a capitalist society but they don't highlight that and I think that's something again we're not trying to say that should highlight it in a negative way but it should be highlighted that's all we're saying yeah yeah exactly okay um Next question. Sanjana, this is your forte, I think. Uh, do you think grammar schools should be a thing or not? Oh my gosh, I got that in my response box as well. Um, someone hey. was like, I know you love talking about this. And I was like, yes, basically. I think if the education system was... It's actually a really good segue from the other one. But if the education system was really good in terms of it was funded really well and it was equally funded across arts and... Oh my gosh, it's linking to everything we talked about. But um, if it was funded in the way that it should be funded and it was organized in the way it should i don't think grammar school should exist purely because of how echo chambery they become and not only echo chambery how toxic they become so just to briefly explain what i mean they are very much echo chambers in the sense that everyone is very well at my school everyone is very left-leaning and i think that's not necessarily a good thing because you're sort of not encouraged to have other opinions in terms of like you're encouraged to take this one opinion and stick with it because that's sort of the general consensus and because everyone is so educated you get things like people think that the vote should be at 16 because it's like oh well then we would have a labor government and all our problems would be solved and it's like well you're forgetting about the rest of the country you're so sort of bubbled off from society and I think that's so hard especially because now that we're coming up to going to uni I think it's going to be such a culture shock for us to experience people that have other opinions or people that are 
uneducated and i think in a way ironically we're also uneducated because we're so educated in such a narrow stream of i'm talking about politics in particular but just generally our education or our worldview is so narrowed and i think that becomes really dangerous and then with the toxic thing i think kind of goes without saying that the expectations are just so high and i think having grammar schools intrinsically places value upon high grades and there's also this whole notion of like oh you're smarter than everyone else so you're better than everyone else and I just don't think that's the way it should be. If you had no grammar schools, but you had normal schools, where you do still separate people by ability, because I do still think that's very much necessary in terms of pushing yourself. But then you also have the opportunity for people who succeed in arts or technologies or sort of the non-academic subjects to also thrive. And they can also be raised on the pedestal that us at grammar schools are currently raised on. So yeah, that's my take. That's my little TED mm-hmm. talk. <laughs> I, I love this conversation. Uh, I think it's such an important one. Oh, really? I did, I did get that from like the four times that we talked about this. <laughs> Stop calling me out. Stop it. No, it's you love talking thing. Yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? Sorry. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? No, I think I was just buying time because my mind blanked again. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry, I thought no, I cut you off. <laughs> no, you did not. Um, thanks for making me admit that my mind blanked Sandra that's really helpful for me <laughs> no I I feel like I have a right to know now I think we're five episodes in <laughs> okay I anyway brain empty no thoughts um no thoughts head empty let's go one more question and then we'll one more okay yeah so our last question I think is the most crucial thing we've probably discussed across these two episodes um it's a really difficult issue and we know how sensitive it is so please sort of be aware that these are fully just our opinions but Colin and Cuthbert (laughs) so if y'all have heard uh Colin and Cuthbert wait one second y'all did I just hear (laughs) y'all You are! Oh my god! Stop bullying me for 0.05 seconds. I am begging you. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Colin and Cuthbert. Hold on, I'm searching up from which supermarkets they're on. I kind of forgot. Colin Um, is M&S, the OG, and then Cuthbert is Aldi or Lidl? Aldi, 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 Aldi. Okay. The beef on Twitter that has really uh, invigorated a nation, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, divided, a, divided a nation more than Brexit. <laughs> it's, it's a real phenomenon. Let's just say that. Uh, it's a cultural reset. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how we couldn't remember from where they're from. And, yet and then we're, we're like, cultural reset, yeah. Anyways, so uh, on one side we have Colin, Marks and Spencer's traditional old school uh, conservative. Child. No, joking, joking, <laughs> joking. Uh, conservative Colin on the one hand. On the other hand, we have Cuthbert, which is such a dumb name now that I'm ironically realizing that it. sounds more like someone who goes to Harrow than Colin. Yeah, I'm I'm imagining Bowtie when he comes into school, devil's advocate. Devil's know. advocate, oh my god. But then he's but then he's the Audi one, which is so the dichotomy of it. Okay, all. no okay, let's let's <laughs> hop into it. Oh, it's caterpillar cake, by the way. Um <laughs> We're not discussing like 
political figures here or anything. <laughs> okay. These are two caterpillar cakes and um, Marks and Spencer came out of nowhere on its Twitter account and said, hey, yo, you're stealing our vibe. We're going to sue you. And then I don't know where the law case is at, but Twitter is very funny right now and they're going back and forth. And I think the latest thing is that Aldi has started snitching on M&S for copying Nestle's like walnut whips or something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's basically a mess. Um, and listen, it's very entertaining. But at the end of the day, I think people think that Aldi is the underdog. But yeah. they are technically more successful than M&S. If anything, M&S is the underdog, which is, ooh, controversial. I don't know if that uh, changes your opinion on anything. But um, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> Cuthbert and Colin have um, experienced like record high sales volumes lately because of this drama. Aldi put out a tweet that was like, hey, M&S, instead of the legal fees, we should donate all this money to charity. And then you think that Audi is, again, like this like amazing company who are sort of like, they're putting charity at the forefront, you know, they're being really fiscally responsible and like socially responsible, whatever. But then ultimately, they're still a company. And I feel like, I'm not saying hate every company that ever exists, but sort of ultimately every company, especially of that scale, is playing into a system that is just not benefiting anyone. And I think that is something that you kind of do have to keep in mind. Like, I'm not saying that you should condemn the whole Cuthbert or, like, condemn all brand social medias because they're all capitalists. And it's like, well, then you just couldn't live in the world, could you, if you had that sort of mindset? Like, communism is no iPhone. You should throw your iPhone away. Like, that's sort of what you're (laughs) heading towards. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a really hard one because we're sort of... You have to end up being like, you know, society sucks. But, like, that's such a cop-out response. Yeah, yeah. Um... Okay, so for our very last, it's not really a question, it's more like a segment we wanted to include, really, um, at some point. And this uh, episode is so chaotic that we were like, why not? Why not, why not? Um, so, let's talk about why and how we started this podcast. Um, I think I came home from like a politics lesson where we were learning about liberalism. And you had talked, you had mentioned something. Oh, no, I remember. I put on my story, what is the favourite thing you've learnt from your subjects this year so far? And so I was talking about John Locke's primary secondary qualities. Look that up, by the way. It's a philosophical thing, but it's really interesting. Um, And then you were like, oh, what's that? And I explained it to you. And then you gave me your response, which was individualism and liberalism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because um, we had just learnt about that um, in politics egotistical individualism um catch it in the first episode (laughs) (laughs) self-plug yeah um and then we did a whole like voice message thing and we were like damn we should make a podcast and then we did um (laughs) and it was our first episode was so awkward to record i feel like we were so hyped about it though like i was so motivated to get that first episode out Um, but I was so nervous I remember filming and I was like I wasn't shaking but I was like what am I talking about and especially because it was very politics focused whereas I'm sort of if you haven't gathered I'm like the philosophy side of the podcast (laughs) 
<laughs> no, you're quite say, political too, though. I actually am, though. You I are, like, you are. I think I sort of, I'm much sort of, I feel like because I know less, I'm more rooted in my opinions, which I find quite interesting. That's a whole other sort of, like, thing I that I would like love to look into. I feel like you're, like, sociologically political. Whereas Absolutely. I'm, like, political. Pol- yes in conclusion yes um, i feel like no yeah i feel like i'm politics for sort of like the everyday man and your politics for like the politicians if that makes sense you calling me a tory right now does politician <laughs> mean in, oh, appar- okay just let's put this out there apparently in pranya's brain politician defaults to tory <gasps> did we did we just no. have a psychological no. reveal no right here, no we? i think i think <laughs> You talk about me being right way. This is slander. Um, this is slander um, on my name. Excuse me. You said it. I just brought it to light. Just brought it to light. Just brought it to light. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it was such an awkward recording. I cannot express. It was, it, the way that none of our conversations flowed whatsoever. Every, like, two sentences, we would stop <laughs> and take a break and go, so where should we go next? Literally. <laughs> And, like, we had our sort of notes page that we were reading off of, but it was very, like, we structured it like an essay, but obviously you don't speak like an essay, yeah. so there was just such a disconnect. But I think, hopefully, you guys feel that we've gotten better. We think that we have, and we don't really care what you think anymore, so it's fine. <laughs> joking, joking, just joking. Period. Okay. Speak the truth. All um, we need is what... All, all that we need comes from within. That's... Mm-hmm. That's the moral. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and our first episode was like an hour long, and we cut it down to like thirty minutes because that was how much extra like talking we did. And then we completely misjudged the timings for the next one because we thought that we were going to like rattle on as we did in the first episode, but we still rattle on. To be fair. Yeah, but, um, but like if you listen to that fifty-minute episode, you're a real one. I'm gonna tell you right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I found it hard to listen through. Okay. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Full disclosure, I have not listened to the full thing. I just listened to like our like when you sent me the edited bit. I listened to yours, and obviously I listened to my half that I'd edited. But I never uh-huh. sat there at the full. Thing. I was like, I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but it is. It is so like gratifying to see that people are like listening. Like it's not even about like the number of people. It's no. just that people are listening because it's so there is something that is so satisfying about making something completely from scratch putting in the work and then editing it wow capitalist oh okay oh Oh, hold on hold on hold on have we been conditioned to find happiness please Please shut up. Oh my god. This is why people can't no, stand leftists. I will not shut up. Freedom of speech. Okay, I'm leaving the recording if you don't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> okay. But, no, we yeah. do, we have so much fun making this. I think like we're going back to the numbers thing, it literally even if I just see that five people would listen to it, I'm like, that's so cool that I've had an impact on like three people's day. Do you know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. I, I find mm-hmm. it really cool. It's it's really fun and um so yeah, I guess this turned out to be a little bit sappy. Uh, but like, thank you for listening, game. genuinely. I think that's a good segue yeah. to end this. Yeah, thank um, you so much for listening. Mm-hmm, um, I hope you enjoyed this kind of little like mini-series, I guess. Um, maybe we'll do this again sometime next year when our actual exams A-levels, come around. A-levels, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, currently we're doing um, our 
end of year mocks sort of thing, which is why we thought, uh, let's take it easy and let's make it easy for you guys as well. Something lighthearted, perhaps, to break up your exams. Best of luck. Um, thank you so anyone much. Anyone who for... is in, oh yeah, anyone who is in year eleven or thirteen, we have so much respect for you for what mm-hmm. you've gone through this year. Like yeah. honestly, incredible. Like pat yourselves on the back. We're giving you applause from where we are, but um, yeah. Genuinely, you've, you guys have had the heart. Like, sorry for th- we apologize on behalf of the Tory government for what they've put you through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and thank you for supporting us in making this podcast and listening to it and giving your thoughts on it and interacting with us and everything else. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. We're this sounds like we're never going to make an episode again. We will make an episode for July. We might even make two because it's a summer and we're both applying for PPE, so we need. go ahead Uh, yeah everything that we said purely we don't mean any of it this is just for our UCAS statement just so you know Um, yep (laughs) no but um, yeah we we will make a sort of like well researched actual focused episode in July so stay tuned for that yeah and see you then I guess Bye bye bye